Like we we don't even realize how much organization and stability and just your own self-motivation it takes for you to get up out of bed in the morning let alone show up to work on time make sure all of your hairs are in place for this boardroom meeting like that takes a person who has their shit together yeah. so we don't give a lot of credit to the people that are really out here moving mountains and, and getting stuff done in their industry and and realizing that for them to do that they had to make sure that their personal life were together and the reality is a lot of times some of the people that are the best in their industry, their personal lives are falling the fuck apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is Build Yourself Up. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. The Profit Blueprint registration is now open, guys. If you're a current business owner seeking assistance with making money every day or exceeding your revenue goals for your business, Registration is now open for the Profit Blueprint. During this two-day training, you will learn how to set your business up for success, learn tactics to profit off your clients' pain points, and create a conversion funnel to keep your clients purchasing and sending you referrals. This training is now open to the first 10 people, and you can secure your spot online today at www.intentionallyposh.com. Now, your most dependable PR girl, Jasmine Milan, is here today to discuss how she overcame mental health and built herself back up to become one of the most creator innovators in her industry, business owner, and most importantly, a motivator, motivator guy, sorry. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, you made me sound so good. Go ahead. Because you are good, yes. So let's just get right into it. Can you just tell our listeners, like, who is Jasmine Milan and your journey into entrepreneurship? Yes. So I was first introduced to the industry when I was 19 years old and I was working for Ciroc Vodka and I think that's when I realized that I wanted to work more so behind the scenes because I like being the person that books the models, right. gets to say how things go. I like showing up to work in Adidas sweatpants. You see how I'm dressed today. <laughs> like, Don't always expect me to look my best self. But I wanted to be a part of an industry that was very intentional and hands-on and where I could really have purpose and changing people's brands and ultimately their lives right. by helping them make more money and gain more exposure so right. somehow I found my way from Ciroc to <laughs> public relations I can't even really remember the full details right. of that but it's been a long journey of seven years oh, um, wow. yeah and I started my business three years ago after I quit my job as a PR assistant in Bloomingdale's and Linux great opportunity by the way like that was so amazing I learned so much um, closest thing to a nine to five type corporate right. lifestyle that I would do. Um, but yeah, I just think that that lifestyle wasn't for me. I, I like being in control, I guess. And I like determining how my day goes. Right. Like I just started my day now at 12 o'clock, but 
I guess that's how I found my way yeah, here. Yeah, and I love it. Like, your journey kind of sounds similar to mine. Like, I did, of course, come from the corporate world. Yeah. However, I was the same way. Like, I loved my job. I tell people all the time, I don't. I didn't hate my job. Yeah. I didn't hate my boss. Like, I didn't have that typical story. And I shouldn't call it typical because, I mean, if you hated your job, that was your journey. But I just didn't have that same story that you hear a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. It was just more so similar, like, the control. Like, right. I just, if I didn't feel it that day, I didn't want to go to work. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't not produce, but it was just like, Tayani, like, you're always calling out. And it's like. I like to be flexible. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, do you have a flexible schedule? But no, I totally feel it. So for those who are unfamiliar with, like, the PR world, can you explain, like, what PR is? Public relations is an industry where we handle your brand's reputation. Um, We make sure that whatever message you're trying to send gets communicated effectively and thoroughly and that it connects to the appropriate audiences. Right, that's really dope. So, like, what do you feel interests you most, like, with the PR world? I guess because it is so flexible, I do like that no day is like the day before. So there's going to be some days where I'm literally just in my house pitching all day and maybe I answer a phone call and then my next day is like straight meetings and photo shoots and then the next day I'm flying out to LA for a conference. So I never get bored, (laughs) that's for sure. (laughs) Um, And it is kind of overwhelming sometimes because you're one person that's in charge of a lot of different people and their brands and everything is up to you, everything is on you. So, but I, I think after you've been an entrepreneur for about two or three years, you start to love that adrenaline. Yeah. You do, you do. But I mean, I want to talk about that a little bit more. Like, how did you find that balance? Because I know, like, you know, that plays a part of like mental health, self right. care, you know, and we are entrepreneurs. So our schedules are based not holistically on our clients, but we kind of have to move to the beat of the drum or how, whatever is being done at that mm-hmm. moment. So how do you kind of balance? I think just like many other entrepreneurs, I'm still trying to find my balance. Yeah. Like there are some days where I'm like, this was a good day. Like I took a nap. I had three meals. <laughs> I, I got all like everything on my checklist was done. And then the next day I like can barely get out of bed right. until one o'clock. <laughs> like I'm just struggling to be productive. But I also am continuously telling myself and my colleagues, like, we're still young. And we have the tendency to put a lot of pressure on ourselves at younger ages now. And I don't know if that's just millennials in general. Like, we want everything. We want it all right now. We want it to be perfect. And that's just not life. So I constantly have to remind myself, like, this is part of your journey. If you have a bad day, you're going to have five good days that follow. So take the good with the bad. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So when did you notice that you were, like, not in a mentally strong place? place in your life to produce at the level that you were wanting to play at. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> she just dove right in, y'all. <laughs> but oh god, um I think because I chose to start my business at a younger age, it dawned on me that I'm still growing, I'm still fucking up and making mistakes, right. I'm still learning and a part of me is like it's really difficult to be a professional that does good business and makes the kind of money that you want to make while you're still learning yourself because a lot of being an entrepreneur comes with this great deal of responsibility of you being an adult and being this responsible individual 
And so I've learned that the more I have control of my personal life right. and I get that settled, the more my business can be a little bit more stable because I'm not dealing with so much nonsense with friends and boyfriends and right. family. Right. So I try to, whenever my business is up in the air and it gives me anxiety, I try to take a step back and say, what's going on in my personal life that's unorganized that leads to anxiety in my business right. and allows me to not be organized and thorough in my business. And that usually fixes. Right, right. And I was speaking to someone on a podcast yesterday, and I'm just like this self-love, self, you know, pour into yourself junkie. And it's like, you know, I had like said something. I was talking to a friend, and I'm just like, you know, your business is a reflection of how you're taking care of yourself. And it's just like, I don't know, like, I didn't realize how true it was until... I really looked at like myself two years ago and then myself now. Ooh, thank and, God for growth. <laughs> right. And like you said, us starting at a young age, it's like it's a whole different type of pressure. So you can't play in the same sandboxes anymore. You know, you have to You gotta grow up. Level. Yeah. And it's like we still have those inner childs that wanna come out like, mm, I don't wanna work today. <laughs> but then it's just like you have to get shit done. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I think mentally you know just transitioning and advice to anybody on the podcast is like understand like your limits mm. you know um even mentally when you're deciding to go into entrepreneurship because it's hard like yeah. i don't care what no one say it's hard you know our clients come and go yeah things happen in their life so it's like we have to be strong in those moments so that like kind of seg me segues me into the next question like what were like your steps that you took when um, you were like overcoming like hard times. Ooh, um, I had to change my surroundings and I guess overall I changed my taste towards a lot of people and a lot of things. Yeah. Like one of the biggest things that really I think altered the trajectory of my business was I was getting out of an abusive relationship around the same time that I was starting my business right. and trying to build the blueprint for JNPR because at the time it was called JNPR right. and that's when it dawned on me that there was a pattern like I had a history of being attracted to a certain type of man yes. <laughs> and at that age like everybody on this podcast can relate to me I was dating the tough guy yeah. I was dating the cool guy the guy with a lot of money the guy that everybody knew had access to certain things and I could kind of look up to teach me things sometimes this guy was 10 years older than me yeah. like sometimes they may have Let's been older but in the brain they was 10 years younger yeah. and unfortunately that type of guy is not always conducive for your business that type of guy is sometimes very toxic and unhealthy they're not supportive and for me the, the worst of that type of guy that I dated literally put his hands on me for eight months straight. Yeah, yeah. So when I got out of that relationship, I was like trying to have this business and be this PR guru, right. but I'm hurt. Yeah. Like physically, mentally, I just wasn't in it. So that's when I realized that if I want different results, I have to change my taste. I have to stop going for the same type of guy that I think right. is cool and everybody wants. And he may be this and he may be that, but he just doesn't work for my plans and what I have going on. Right. And when I changed my taste in men, <laughs> <Everybody knows laughs> hallelujah. <that. laughs> 
<laughs> that's when things started to change. So I think that ultimately my message is when you want different results and you want to do something different and you want to pivot, sometimes it may be you. Like your taste and certain people and certain hobbies might be attracting certain energies and might be um, straying away the opportunities that you really do want because you just haven't cleared the path for that stuff to come yeah. to you um, successfully. Yeah, and God is not going to bless no mess. So it's just kind of like, and I, and I feel you on that because, like, girl, I understand, and anyone who's a woman understands, we have certain things. Like, growing up, you want somebody who's you think is stable or has stability. You want the look, you know, but it's like, okay, what is really a real man? Right. Like, I get it. So I commend you for just, like, even being open to share that mm -hmm. with us. Um, and I mean, like, how important is mental health in your business now? All, um, just hearing everything that you mm -hmm. have overcome um, within your personal life and your business life, how do you now practice that within your business? I think that, I don't know if it's a, a lack of people not teaching people as they're growing up. I don't know if it's something that needs to be implemented more in like business structures, but I feel like that's a conversation that gets swept under the rug when it just shouldn't be. Right. Like we we don't even realize how much organization and stability and just your own self-motivation it takes for you to get up out of bed in the morning, let alone show up to work on time, make sure all of your hairs are in place for this boardroom meeting. Like that takes a person who has their shit together. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't give a lot of credit to the people that are really out here moving mountains and, and getting stuff done in their industry and, and realizing that for them to do that, they had to make sure that their personal life were together. Mm -hmm. And the reality is a lot of times, some of the people that are the best in their industry, their personal lives are falling the fuck apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's difficult to balance and we put so much pressure on being this entrepreneur and being this person that changed the world and changed the game and we don't give them room to breathe in their personal life. So a lot of times the people who have a lot of money, they're single, they come off selfish or a bitch or rude or whatever it may be because they just can't do it all. But I think that mental health is super important because in order for you to be successful, you have to feel good and you have yeah. to make sure that your stuff is together. Yeah, I I totally agree. So since now, since then, you have like built a successful PR brand for yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more about like the company and mm. your services? Because I know that's what a lot of people are here for as well. Yes. So, so um, I started JNPR, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, not even, I guess, really to make money. I guess ultimately that's everyone's yeah. goal in the back of their head. But I really wanted to teach people PR. Like yeah. I've always been an educator. I've always been a speaker and I've always been very passionate on lifting as I climb because I learned everything that I learned from people that refused to leave me behind. Right. And I just want to do my due diligence and extend that same service. Right. So I started JNPR kind of as just like an internship program opportunity oh, to wow. learn about the business. Right. And of course I had all these clients coming at me. So I was like, great, this is real time, right. actual experience <laughs> for them. But um, as time went on, and of course I recently rebranded, so JNPR is now called Milan 360 Strategies, I wanted to make sure that I could attract a different type of clientele. Like in my rebranding series, I started doing my homework and my market research, and I'm looking at all of these large companies, the Edelmans, the ARPRs, the whomever, and I'm like, how do they do business? What do their logos look like? What are the type of clients that they handle? And 
do I want to attract these type of clients? And if so, I need to compare business structures. I need right. to compare how we brand ourselves on social media, how we conduct ourselves in a room. And that's right. how I got to the new name, the new logo, and all of the new services that I now offer where before I was strictly just media relations all day. Because right. one thing I can do is pitch and get right. a feature, <laughs> um, if not anything else. And um, I did a little bit of event management as well because I worked all these big red carpets before I even started my company. And so now under Milan 360 Strategies, we offer a full service agencies. So we're able to, yeah, service pretty much anyone from health, beauty, fitness, corporate, lifestyle, whatever it may be. Um, I also offer, aside from media relations and event management, digital marketing and social media management as well, because we're in a huge tech forward society and people feel like they can't have businesses without being connected to the social world. So, but people don't realize that social media itself is a business and so they don't know how to operate it you have some people that know they want to be a part of this world but they hate being social they don't like keeping up yes. with websites and so my company just makes all this stuff easier for people I love it I love it so like what was that defining moment where you knew like this was it like I am walking in my purpose I'm still trying to figure out if I had that moment. No. <laughs> I think that every entrepreneur, like every day, they kind of have that aha moment where they're like, holy crap, I'm really doing this. Like, <laughs> I think just two weeks ago, I had like a mental breakdown on the phone with my friends and I was like, I'm done. I quit. I'm about to send a mass text to everybody and be like, I'm not doing this shit no more. And then the very next day, I got an email that changed my mind and I was like, y'all, here we go. <laughs> but, um... I, I think that I continue to have moments like that. Like entrepreneurship is a marathon, it's not a race. You know, you you do your market research, but at the end of the day, you're not competing with anyone. And, and when you have that mindset and that tunnel vision to where I'm just gonna do what I need to do, I guess ultimately that becomes your purpose. I don't even really feel like my purpose is necessarily connected to PR. I feel like PR is just a segue. It allows me to have a platform for me to speak, for me to come on podcasts and share of my course, story. Yes. Because ultimately, my story is not I'm a publicist. My story is I'm a young girl who experienced all of this trauma and I'm going against the odds and I created a fucking business. Yes. Like when people didn't even think a that I was. Yeah, people didn't think that I was going to be able to create that while dealing with so much bullshit that usually clouds people's judgment and doesn't give them the time, space, and opportunity, let alone the strength to get up and go to work or make their own business. So that's my story, and that's that's what I'm sticking to. Yes, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, you just mentioned something where you were saying, like, dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. Like, how was that in your world? Like, what did you start to practice? Did you, like, do counseling? Was it... I don't think that I think that I've just now gotten to the point where I've seen how effective counseling and therapy can be. I have friends that call their therapist and go to see their weekly therapist about the same that I call my friends and we have like our regular everyday gossip (laughs) and and that's normal and and it made me realize how I think in black communities or in minority communities mental health doesn't exist to us and nobody talks about it let alone talks about counseling or therapy because I grew up in a home the same way I'm sure you did where everything is hush hush so you don't go to school and you don't talk about this to your friends you better not go to that social worker and tell her that I whipped your butt because you didn't (laughs) eat your greens and your veggies last night but the thing is when when you're growing up for 18 years and your parents are teaching you this sentiment even if they don't mean it 
where they want for you to apply it overall in your life if that's all you know then you're gonna start to incorporate that in everything so for me that's all I heard growing up is you don't talk about this to your friends you don't yes. talk about this to people so come the time when my parents first got divorced I didn't know how to deal with that I didn't talk about it to nobody I acted like it didn't bother me right. come the time when I was 17 and I was sexually abused yeah. I never talked about it to anybody because my parents always taught me you don't You're say right. shit yeah. come the time where I got in my first abusive relationship I acted like it was normal because to be honest I had never seen a healthy relationship Come the time where my second abusive relationship where I was really getting my ass whooped and it was more apparent that I was in this situation I didn't talk about it literally until it got to a point where I had to take him to court and therefore I had to call my family and as soon as my mom and dad asked me why didn't you come to us and say that you were in this situation I'm thinking in the back of my head well you've been telling me for 18 years of my life not to talk about stuff so I've never practiced communication let alone healthy communication yes. Yes. so I think that there's this overall sentiment that we're fighting as a community and we have to get out of that and get our personal struggles together so that we can become more effective communicators and better business owners yes. and I think that's one thing that you know as a business owner that transparency is what also attach people to you because you know we all go through things and mm -hmm. people have different stories you know maybe somebody else came from you know rape and all of these other different traumas that happen in their life but it's other people out here who are trying to overcome and right it's like I think um, for my business, I've always, even internally, like, my girls know that they can come to me and talk to me. Like, if mm -hmm. something is bothering you, let me know. Like, yeah. let me know because we have to, like, perform at a certain level, but we also have to <laughs> get, like, you know, the gut out of whatever right. is, like, keeping you from producing like you did yesterday. So, I think, like, even just the transparency and sharing your message and your story helps align people to want to work with you, you mm -hmm. know, to build that trust because they feel like you're human. You know, I think the more that we're hush-hush in our business and we try to make it seem like everything is perfect yeah, is the moment where people, you don't attract your clients because people don't feel like you're personable, mm -hmm. you know, enough to even work with little And you want to be relatable. Like, stuff like that, I, I hate one thing about being an entrepreneur is that the harder you work, the more the industry has roboticized you to just be a worker. Right. So you can't have a sick day you can't have a death in the family you can't experience a breakup like right. that's not normal and my goal is to make conversations like this normal I don't understand why people feel like mental health or even just discussing anything about your personal life has to be a conversation that happens indoors over wine only with your close friends right. like stuff like this this podcast should be a regular conversation when I'm out getting right. coffee or tequila right. with my friends on a Friday night right. when we're walking through the mall and y'all having girl talk me and my friends gonna be talking about how we just overcame anxiety right. yesterday like right. it should be an open forum because too many people experience it yeah. but yet we're sitting here looking at our neighbor like we ain't going through the same right. thing right. that ain't cool it is not cool and I think it's so important that's why I'm super happy and I'm thankful that you're a part of this podcast because ultimately that is to go to provide a platform for people to experience other entrepreneurs' worlds and to understand that this is not, we're not saying it's not easy and it's not that you're not capable, that it's hard and it's not capable, but more so that you are still qualified no matter where you've been, what you've been through, who you've experienced, what type of experiences you have, um, can't like have happened in your life, right? That everybody has a different tra trajectory about 
you know, their story. Like, everything has happened to someone. Like, mm-hmm. life has happened to everybody, you know. So, I think it's very important that, you know, you keep talking about mental health because literally, like, I was the same way. Grew up where it was like, and still to this day, I hear, you know, don't be telling my business. Yeah. And it's still like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I now I'm at a point in my life because, like I said, I'm like the self-love junkie. It's like, but why? Because then how you show up in, like, relationships, it matters. It filters through every Ooh. part of your life. It goes from friendships, relationships, partners. You know, now you don't communicate things with your husband. That's why it's a disconnect. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that. People don't even realize how those small sentiments that you were taught as a child, it does affect things other than just communication. Because I was never taught how to communicate, let alone be a healthy communicator, if we're not talking about it or seeking conflict resolution, that means that the only way I can solve this is by shutting you out and cutting you off. So I've always been the person where I've never gotten attached to friendships. Even people will tell you now, if to me, you ain't serving this friendship, baby, you gotta go. I don't care if you've been around for 18 years. Like I just don't get attached to people. That's not normal. And it's been plenty of times where I've had to look within myself and say, Jasmine, it's not okay that you can cut off people at a drop of a dime. It's not okay that if you're having an argument with a boyfriend and things aren't going your way, you catch a fit, you go in the room and you're not talking to him for three days. That's a effect and a result of me never having someone who sat me down at a young age and saying, it's okay for you to come to me and you can open up to me about this. And if you need to scream, cry, yell, fuss, bitch, moan, go ahead and do it. Right. Yeah. And that's so important. So I love what you're doing. So do you feel like, um, now the type of clients that you work with that y'all have created, like you've created like this open communication, like it shows up in your business? Absolutely. I think the thing with PR is that you have to be a good communicator. Like everything that we do is about storytelling and more than anything. And I say this a lot when you're a creator and you're an entrepreneur before you're in the business of PR, before you're in the business of hair, before you're in the business of food, you're in the business of people. And so you have to understand how people work, how they communicate, what makes them tick, what makes them cool. And I just understand people enough. So I have some clients where I know they like to talk. These are the clients that I hit up every day. They want updates even if there is no update. And then I have some clients where they're just not that. Maybe they're introverted. Maybe they just don't like being bothered. Maybe they're a full-time mom on on the side of doing whatever we're doing with their businesses. And while I'm being their business manager, that's the person that I'm only calling once a week and I'm going to hit you up being very intentional. The conversation is lasting five minutes. I'm going to talk to you again next Wednesday. (laughs) So I just understand people very well and it is a good skill. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So... We always have some, you know, the Q&A for our listeners. And um, one of the questions that came up was, how would you, what would you suggest? Wait a minute, guys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How would you, I guess what they're trying to say is, would you give a, what advice would you give a person who is trying to secure high profile clientele or placement in the PR world? Mm. That's what I get for copying and pasting and not reading. <laughs> it's okay. Um, this is the thing. My first year in business, I don't know if it was luck. I don't know if it was God. I 
found myself with these high clientele clients and everything but one thing that i will say is it's all about perspective i do feel like you can make a lot of money and still make an impact when you're working with small business owners with 300 followers yes. you know so it doesn't have to be a reality tv star it doesn't have to be a celebrity for you to right. do your job and do it well and to be perfectly honest i know a lot of publicists that will argue that some of these influencers don't got the money to pay for a publicist right. and so they're trying to nickel and dime people in this industry so I think that your goal should be just to do good work because one thing that I do know is that effort and work ethic speaks volumes in this industry and yes. whatever type of clientele you're trying to attract will find their way to you if you just do the work yeah definitely love it love it love it so do you have like any upcoming events taking place mentorship programs internship programs <laughs> <laughs> um I currently just launched my PR and marketing campaign with my friend Mom Ray. Shout out to Marketing yes. by Mom Ray. Um, so we named it the Creative Circle and our goal behind that is we pretty much just got tired of people hosting all of these brunches and these so-called networking events where you're literally coming and meeting the same people that you already follow on Instagram and you, if you're lucky, they'll get like a cute keynote speaker but it's probably somebody who has never owned a business but yet they want to talk to you about how to operate their business right. and then you're spending $150, sometimes up to $450 for these events where you might have a good time get drunk take some pictures but you've left with no inspiration you have no resources and you're right back where you started yeah. where pretty much you have no business and no formula so we wanted for the creative circle to be very intentional um, and be intimate where we could focus on business strategy have a lot of one-on-one -on -one consultations and really teach you how to make money, build the blueprint for your business, yes. refine your business processes. And so we just had our first event, the Think Tank last night, okay. where our goal was to assist 10 businesses. We assisted nine. So that was great. Yes, thank you. And everyone had a great time. Everyone said that it was super effective and educational. So our next event coming up, is going to be a lunch and learn okay. um, where it's going to be a little bit more open. We'll probably do like 25 to 30 seats. And we just want to make sure that we're connecting people in the right atmosphere and making them comfortable with talking about their business right. processes. I think that one thing that I've learned about small business owners, female business owners, and mostly black business owners is people lack transparency. Yeah. No one wants to do simple things like even share the app that they use for the best filter on their photos. Like, why are we like that? I don't know. <laughs> so when it comes stuff. right when it comes to business we don't want to share our processes our tactics and stuff like that we feel like someone's gonna steal it and do it better they're gonna reach the finish line before us and that's not the mindset that you should have so we want to make sure that people are okay with understanding that the best way for you to move forward is to be transparent about your right. business processes so that people around you will serve as a mirror and say that doesn't work best and I've done that before so I can help you kind of cut this corner a little bit and then let's have some open dialogue and share our processes and learn how to make money together in this industry so I'm excited about everything that else that sounds dope I'm coming to the launch tomorrow yes. guys so y'all need to be there as well <laughs> so yeah so how can someone work with you what what is the process of that um, just reach out to me. Um, email. A lot of people contact me through DM now, but I'm I'm it's personable, so right. whatever it takes, definitely. But um, one thing I will say is 
having a publicist is a luxury service for sure. Um, so before you go looking for a publicist, make sure that you have a good marketing and PR budget in place. Make sure you know exactly what your goals are because there are a lot of people that don't really know what their business goals are and then they say, I want a publicist. And so you spend all this money, three, six, eight months go by and you're like, oh, well, I'm not really satisfied because you never were intentional with realizing right. what your goals were. You let someone else set goals for you. So they're doing everything for your business that they want to do and your goals aren't being met and you're not being satisfied. So make sure that you know the goals that you have in place and make sure that you take your time shopping for a publicist as well. Like I would love to take on as many clients as I can, but I do know that I'm not for everybody just like everybody is not for me. Right. Shopping like a publicist is like shopping for a house. So oh, yes. yeah, it shouldn't be where you go for the first one that you find. It shouldn't be that you go for the one that all the celebrities go to, the ones that people take all the pictures with, the ones that jump on the red carpets with everybody. Yes. It's a lot of celebrity publicists that can't do anything for small business owners. Yeah. That's one and thing I was, that I, I will say. I was just about to say, I don't think I would want a publicist at that platform until I'm at that level yeah. because I feel like most of your energy would be spent into these high profile clients anyway exactly. you know until you've grown to that same yeah. level so don't be afraid whenever you're reaching out for a publicist to ask them for their company deck, ask them for case studies, ask them for testimonials, do your homework and your research. But if you want to reach out to me, definitely, like I said, by email, DM, I'll give you my phone number. I'm very personable to people because I want to make sure that all of your goals are being met if you are ultimately going to choose to sign. And yeah, just be ready to work. Yes, I love it. I love it. So are there any last words of advice? If no, how can they find you and support you? Um, my last words I guess for anyone who's coming up in the industry trying to be a publicist my word of advice is don't be afraid to do the work I think yes. that now like I said with Millennials everybody wants it all they want it now they want the great pay but they don't want to do all the work I got where I am in the industry because I wasn't afraid to do all the stuff that nobody else wanted to do right. and when you're a creator and you're an entrepreneur the way that you create promotions for yourself and you build new opportunities is by showing up doing all the stuff that technically ain't your job right you know like so that's how you move forward in the industry is to just do the work nobody gets ahead by saying that this ain't my job and I don't want to do this so right. make sure that you build your own opportunities and don't be afraid to do the work yes and I love that you said that because uh, when you get a business guys guess what if it's some paper on the floor in your office you don't have to pick it up so you have to change your mindset because what wasn't your job in your nine to five is going to your job Hello. Your <laughs> I can't I can't step over no paper in here out there and I'm like I'm look. the trash man the accountant the spiritual advisor Listen. Right, I love it, I love it. So they can find you at Jasmine Milan mm -hmm. on all platforms. Yes, Jasmine Milan on Instagram, Jasmine Milan on Twitter, but it's two E's because it's somebody out there that took the name of one E. We gonna okay, contact right. them. <laughs> and then my business Instagram is Milan360 Strategies. That is awesome. So guys, this episode was super amazing and thank you again thank for being you. such a powerhouse, an open book. I loved, I love this, um, this conversation. And listeners, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please, please pass this episode along. The more people that you send this way, it helps build our community and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com again and leave us a review we love hearing from you and it helps us grow as a brand we thank you again for listening and until next time have a high vibe intentional week
Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.